Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Since Elon Musk took the reins of Twitter Inc., the social media giant has been hit with an increasing number of accusations that it's failed to pay its dues as it aims to reach profitability this year. In recent months, landlords, consultants, and vendors have filed nine lawsuits against Twitter, claiming over $14 million plus interest. One of the plaintiffs demanding payment is a vendor who claims to be owed nearly $7,000 for a swag gift box for Elon, which was ordered by Twitter's marketing department just days before the $44 billion acquisition deal closed on October 27th. In one of the nine lawsuits, the plaintiffs sought dismissal, and the case was closed on Friday. And since taking over, Mr. Musk has inherited a pile of bills and implemented a more stringent spending approach as part of his signature intensity. His previous experience, including lending Tesla Inc. through close brushes with financial disaster, has involved applying pressure on supplies and vendors when preserving cash was critical. Now, Van Conway, a restructuring expert with about 40 years of experience helping struggling companies, remarked, what Elon Musk is doing is basically simulating a bankruptcy. He's taking a machete to his costs. Now, at the time of this recording, neither Twitter nor Elon Musk has responded to my requests for comment on the matter. And since late October, Twitter has undergone a series of dramatic changes under the leadership of Mr. Musk, who has been on a mission to transform the product of a company that has a history of losing money and reduced costs in the face of an advertiser pullback and deal-related debt expenses. Now, he has implemented sharp staff cuts and criticized spending and tweets such as the $13 million the company spends on employee meals at its headquarters. Initially, Elon complained that Twitter was losing over $4 million a day and suggested that bankruptcy was a possibility. However, he later claimed that the company was making progress. He said, Twitter still has challenges, but is now trending to break even if we keep at it. He said that on February 5th, and of the nine lawsuits filed against Twitter, Three involve office space, including the company's headquarters in San Francisco, where the landlord has claimed that Twitter failed to make almost $6.8 million in rent payments for December and January. Twitter, which is a, now it's a private company, they no longer disclose its financial details publicly. And the company reported last year that it owed $239 million primarily for office space and data center facilities in 2023. In one of the lawsuits filed in January, Canary LLC, a marketing company specializing in producing the kind of logo-decorated items commonly used in Silicon Valley tech companies, claimed that Twitter is behind on payments of almost $400,000 for various Twitter-branded merchandise. Now, court documents filed by the company included a purchase order for almost $7,000, which described a swag gift bag for Elon. The order included a sandblasted logo on a Japanese whiskey bottle, an extra-large bomber jacket, and more than $250 worth of socks. It is unclear whether the items were intended for Elon or if he even received them. A lawyer for Canary declined to comment at the time of this recording. Now, Mr. Musk's financial management tactics are not new. In 2018, Tesla, where he is also the CEO, worried its suppliers as it struggled to increase production of the Model 3 compact car. 
at the time. The company extended payment terms from 60 to 90 days and stopped some payments altogether. And some smaller suppliers even filed mechanics liens, legal claims seeking unpaid compensation against Tesla, alleging unpaid suppliers and services. And in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic's early unpredictable days, Tesla found itself in a cash-conserving frenzy like so many other companies. As quarantine procedures closed down much of its business, the automaker reached out to several landlords to request rent reductions. But it wasn't the only one making such appeals. And meanwhile at Twitter, the aftermath of a turbulent acquisition deal involving none other than Elon Musk himself has led to a legal dispute over alleged unpaid bills. Now, According to court records, Twitter execs arranged last-minute charter flights to shuttle then-chief marketing officer Leslie Berlund between New Jersey and San Francisco as they scrambled to wrap up the deal. But after the dust settled, Twitter's head of global strategic sourcing, Marty O'Neill, refused to pay the $197,725 bill from private jet services, citing the company's contract with a charter service that only designated representatives could book flights. When a Twitter employee pointed out that former CEO Parag Garwal had approved flights and Leslie was the main liaison between Twitter and Musk, O'Neill responded with a finality that seemed to close the door on the issue. New management is not going to budge. The case was voluntarily dismissed by private jet services on Friday, but neither side has commented on the matter. Hey, if you could do me a favor and hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on right now, I'd greatly appreciate it. Now let's get into some SpaceX news. SpaceX's Super Heavy rocket recently completed a static fire test in South Texas, where 31 out of 33 of its engines ignited, with Elon Musk expressing satisfaction with the results. And the successful test received praise from NASA Administrator Bill Nelson, who recognized that the Starship's Super Heavy system is integral to NASA's moon-to-Mars architecture and helping astronauts land on the moon. This success is a significant milestone for SpaceX and NASA. But the question remains, what comes next? Now, Musk hopes that the first orbital test of the Starship Super Heavy system will occur in March. However, before this launch can happen, SpaceX engineers must evaluate the results of the static fire test and determine if the rocket is ready for a launch. Additionally, the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, will need to approve this launch, and the regulatory agency has been considering issuing a launch license for a while, and this has caused delays in the past. Now, NASA views the development of the lunar lander version of the Starship with much urgency, but the FAA doesn't have to follow by NASA's rules. And the first orbital flight of Starship becomes crucial as SpaceX President Wynne Shotwell suggested that the company would like to launch the Mammoth rocket ship 100 times without a crew before putting people on it. Even though Shotwell went on to say that this plan was aspirational, it suggests that SpaceX will need to launch at least almost every single week if it intends to be ready to take astronauts to the lunar surface by 2025. And if SpaceX makes Starship operational, it will have pulled off a history-changing development. The Starship will take humans back to the moon and could be instrumental in opening the inner solar system to human civilization. Musk would like to use the rocket to go to Mars and found a settlement on the Red Planet. And recently, SpaceX increased its estimate on how much the Starship could take into space. The reusable version will be able to convey 150 metric tons of people and material into low Earth orbit, but an expendable version of the Starship that would not carry extra fuel, would be able to take an eye-popping 250 metric tons into space. 
By comparison, the expendable Saturn V could carry 118 metric tons into space, which included the third stage with unexpended propellant and the Apollo Command Service and Lunar Modules. Overall, the success of SpaceX's Super Heavy Rocket Marsis Overall, the success of SpaceX's Super Heavy rocket marks a significant step forward for the Starship Super Heavy system and its role in space exploration. If all goes well, the first orbital test of Starship will occur in March, followed by the mammoth rocket ship launching 100 times without a crew before taking astronauts to the lunar surface by 2025. The Starship will take humans back to the moon and could be instrumental in opening the inner solar system to human civilization. Now we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to be talking about Tesla's opening of the supercharger network to all EVs. Back to the Elon Musk podcast. I'm your host, William Walden. Now, electric vehicles have taken the world by storm. And one of the most significant roadblocks to their widespread adoption is a lack of charging infrastructure. Tesla, a company that has been on the forefront of EV tech, has a solution. Open up its supercharger network to all electric vehicles. This move by Tesla could be a game changer in making EVs more accessible to all Americans. And the Biden administration says that Tesla will make 7,500 electric vehicle chargers compatible with non-Tesla vehicles. However, it's unclear how Tesla will do this since their vehicles use a different charging port than the industry standard. And despite this uncertainty, it is a massive step towards making America's most robust EV charging network available to drivers of more affordable EVs. According to Cameron Savarni, a Ford dealership manager, said EVs have been very popular. It's made up about 40% of our sales this year, actually. And when you include hybrids and plug-in hybrids, it's over 50%. To support the growing popularity of electric vehicles, the bipartisan infrastructure package set aside $7.5 billion for 500,000 EV chargers in the U.S., the plan would put them largely along major highways, a shift in public infrastructure that could mean big business for people like Rory Baldry. Baldry, a Boise-based businessman, does good business replacing internal combustion engines with giant batteries and classic cars. He said, we're motorheads. We like the noise. We like the sound. We were all concerned that once we built the first one, that we wouldn't enjoy it because of the lack of the sound. And I love it. I think it's fantastic. The massive investment in EV charging infrastructure could make EVs more accessible to a broader range of drivers. However, it also raises questions about regulating electric charging stations, such as ensuring prices are fair and the energy one pays for it is what they actually get. Tina Butcher, supervisory physical scientist at the National Institute of Standards and Technology, said, If I were a business and I owned an electric vehicle fueling station, I want to make sure that my competitors are held to the same rules that I am. Anytime someone can make a quick buck, they're going to, which is why we need some sort of regulation. Larry Caldwell, who owns an EV, agreed, saying, We need some sort of regulation to ensure that all charging stations operate fairly and consistently. Tesla is working to make its charging ports compatible with non-Teslas by the end of next year, and it is one step on the long road to electrifying America. With the federal government's recent investment in EV charging infrastructure, EVs will become more accessible, and a greener future will be within reach. Now, there's an importance to this charging infrastructure, and the lack of charging infrastructure right now has long been a roadblock to the widespread adoption of electric vehicles. Unlike gasoline stations, which are ubiquitous, charging stations are few and far between. It can be challenging to find a charging station when you need it. And even when you do, you may have to wait in a long line for hours to get a charge. Now, Tesla's supercharge network was a game changer when it was introduced. 
and the superchargers are capable of providing up to 120 kilowatts of power, allowing Tesla vehicles to add up to 200 miles of range in around 15 minutes. However, until now, the superchargers were only available to Tesla owners. With Tesla's announcement that it will make 7,500 electric vehicle chargers compatible with non-Teslas, drivers of other EVs will have access to this fast charging network in the future. Hey, thank you for listening to the Elon Musk podcast. I'm your host, Will Walden. And I want to urge you to please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you're on right now. It really helps the show out tremendously. If you enjoy Elon Musk, and if you enjoy this show, please take a second and go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash stage zero to help us out. Take care, and I'll see you in the next one.